yeah so machine learning could potentially bring back the dead to gaunsarun kisuri hat 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 new tech new dish we figure out emerging technologies so you don't have to hosted by judith and rashuri welcome <laughs> this is Judith. Hey. And it's Rishali. And it's finally time to talk about machine learning. Okay, so what is machine learning? This is what I've been trying to understand. It's a way of taking a data set, finding the patterns, that's the machine learning part, and then doing something with that intelligence, those patterns. Let's say you have a lot of data about uh, Judith and my voice from the podcast recordings. and there's a model that's trained on judith and my voice and then you give it an input you give it like my voice or judith's voice or like let's say one of our listeners voice and then the model will sort of tell you whether it sounds more like rishali or judith that's one example so there's a data input there's a model trained on the data input there's then you once you have that model you can input data into the model and there's going to be an output and that's the interesting part is the output okay <laughs> so why do I, why do we think it's interesting we rely a lot on human intelligence right now and machine learning could potentially take up a few tasks that we rely on human intelligence for like identifying cats and dogs and another thing that the another reason it's interesting is because you don't really know what's going to come out of it like it could identify something as a cat it could identify something as a dog or it could just be confused and that is really funny and it's interesting to me that you don't know what's going to come out of it uh, unless it's really smart and then it actually tells you something useful and you're surprised because it worked so this is this is a reference to one of my friend's projects it's utsav's thesis like he tried to bring back uh, these dead authors in his uh, master's thesis and yeah so machine learning could potentially bring back the dead i mean they wouldn't actually bring back the dead but just like you could potentially have like shakespearean like literature generated so although shakespeare's not alive you could have an algorithm make something that's similar on those lines interesting so you could train you would basically train the the model on all of shakespeare's works and yeah. then he would be able to generate Yeah and then you give it a prompt you go like okay talk about roses in california and then it would write a whole i don't know it could generate something so i don't know and why i said roses that, yeah <laughs> i always think about that um in coachella i think when you they did uh they did a hologram of tupac yeah. right and i think if you paired that so a hologram performance paired with a machine learning sort of content um that's That's scary. Real. That's cool. Yeah. That's damn scary. <laughs> I always picture so Shakespeare is always in London like in 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 the in England basically but I always wonder what Shakespeare would be like if he was Californian. I don't know why. It's just funny to me. <laughs> Interesting. So how would you so what would how would that work if you had a, a model trained on Shakespeare? Yeah, like how would it, you give it like and then you have like data that's I don't know from trained from Hol- like input data that's like Hollywood movies or something I'm or like movies based in LA or California I don't know it might turn up something interesting So you take on you take the script of entourage and you put it into the, the Shakespeare model and you see Yeah and out. see what comes out yeah that that's exactly like what what's going to happen that's So awesome that takes us to the potential applications So this was a very long list that we found and uh, I'll read some of them 
image recognition and speech recognition. So basically any sort of asset recognition. Um, so that would be putting in, as Rishali said, putting in Rishali's speech and then it's trained on a certain model and then it would be able to recognize the speech based on the model you gave it. Um, traffic prediction, which could be interesting with self-driving cars. Product recommendations we're already seeing on in Amazon, Netflix, basically everything. I mean, there's really, the question is what couldn't you apply this to? <laughs> yeah. At the end um, of the day, literally everything. Yeah. Clothes, cars, think of like literally throw out any word in your head and it potentially could be applied to that. Anytime where a, a pattern is useful, yeah. I think you could apply it. Yep, exactly. How did we try out machine learning? This was our first time. This was Judith's first time trying out machine learning. And this was like my first time trying out PyTorch. Also, okay, let me take a step back. We tried out PyTorch for the, for the first week. And then we were like, okay, this is too complicated. So we tried out Runway. We spent like two, two-ish, a little slightly over two-ish hours on PyTorch, which is an open source Python machine learning framework. And uh, the, one of the first things that comes up when you're like, get started and you're done installing is the 60-minute blitz by somebody named Samit Chintala. And the first thing that it says is, we are assuming you know NumPy. Now, Judith and I don't know NumPy, but we decided to continue with this <laughs> blitz tutorial. And the whole goal of the tutorial was to understand like the PyTorch's tensor library and neural networks at a high level and train a small neural network to classify images. Now there are too many jargony words came about. We didn't even know what tensors were. So like we started going down that trail and like looking at Wikipedia images of what tensors look like. And that was interesting and overwhelming. And the neural networks are like when you first get introduced to it, it's not the most conceptually easy thing to understand so two pages in we were getting we weren't like getting anywhere and we would basically were taking a significant amount of time just trying to understand the concept of it forget even applying a neural network to like classify the images so we decided to switch gears and have an easy entry into machine learning and i went to school with a very cool person and his name is Christopher, and his thesis was this thing that we are about to try and it's turned out to be an epic startup with a lot of fun folks from my grad school uh, working there so and judith has never used this it's called runway ml i used it like a year ago so i hadn't used it recently which is why it was a lot more fun to see how they've prog progressed yeah so Runway, when I looked at the website, it's like machine learning for artists. I was like, this looks great. My recommendation would be if you're very new to a technology, find the most abstracted tooling. For me, Runway was perfect level of abstraction. We, I had never seen it before. And I first uh, logged into the software, signed up and logged in. And it was not quite clear to me what was happening. So I found an intro five minute video tutorial by Gene Kogan, who's an artist and programmer. And he's an advisor at Runway ML. So the first thing I did was I turned on my camera and it would predict what's on the camera. So if you showed a phone, it could be classified as like an iPod. It was pretty funny. Like a hand was classified as a Band-Aid. I think just my face was classified as a cowboy hat. So that was really entertaining. As Rachali mentioned, it's really fun to see what comes out of it. And what Gene mentioned in the tutorial is obviously it's only as good as like what the model is trained on and also 
the class classes that are put into the model. So it never maybe saw like a woman's face, so you can't really hold it against the model, you know? Um, so that's that. Then another one I tried was a model that would, as we kind of mentioned with the Shakespeare thing, would it turn an image into a style of an artist? So I put in a folding napkin tutorial that I happened to have on my desktop, and then I chose the Picasso model, and it turned into a really awesome Picasso painting that I posted on Instagram, and I'll also post on the blog. Um, we tried one that we could put in a text, and it would generate an ad for us. So we put in our hot new tech um, blurb that's on our website, yeah. or our description, yeah. We put it from our website into the model, and what came out was kind of garbage, but one thing it did generate is a hashtag hot new blog. Yeah. Um, so it did notice the pattern that we have hot new everywhere, and it created a hashtag for us, hot new blog, which was pretty impressive. I think that was probably the most accurate prediction it made of all the things we tried. And then we also did one where we put in text, and it generates an image for us based on the text. So we put in the same description and it generated this funny image. And I actually think we should use that as our episode cover art this time. So you can tell us what you think of that one. Um, and so that actually was really cool. It made us more confident after doing it maybe five times. We wanted to train our own model. So that was really exciting. But it turns out that's subscription only. <laughs> so maybe next time. But I have to say, trying Runway and came, gave me a mental model for what machine learning is. And now I feel confident going into PyTorch and sort of I can look at the tutorial and be like, oh, that's what they mean when they say neural network. Oh, that's what they mean by tensor. Because the more a tensor is like this very... It's like a three-dimensional matrix. matrix yeah. Um, and now I understand that the more, it's kind of the emphasis on you want as much data as possible because that's how you're going to be able to predict. So there's like a relationship between the amount of data and the accuracy of the prediction. And it kind of made sense to me once I tried it many times. So Yeah. And it's interesting because Runway is a tool that is for people who don't care about what's going on underneath. And then PyTorch is like for people who would want to dig deeper and have more granular control, like you said, with abstraction. Uh, the whole idea is like each tool has its own audience and you start off with run like we we'll start off with runway and then get like go into i don't know ml5.js or tensorflow.js and like pytorch is like i feel like the like what do you call it mother lord of uh, <laughs> the machine learning library let's say advanced <laughs> yeah advanced right um but oh the one thing that i do want to mention is we have a listener and my dear friend Harsh, who got a dog like last year, I don't know when, a few months ago. And I remember him sending me videos of this dog. And he's like, this dog, this puppy, it's like a machine learning algorithm. <laughs> and I was like, why would you just say that? It's like every day it sees something new and it learns what it does. And then it like behaves differently. It's so similar to a machine learning algorithm. And I was like, oh, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> The machine learning algorithm is like the puppy, not the puppy is like the machine learning algorithm, you know? Let the games begin. Ease. Okay, I'm talking about runway. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. When I first looked at the workspace, I was just a little bit confused, but I would recommend watching one five-minute tutorial and then... It was super easy to check out the models, export assets. We haven't tried uh, doing the custom model part, so we can't uh, rate. I mean, I can't rate that because I don't know. So I would give it a nine on ease as well. And uh, we'll come back with a rating for custom models at some other episode, I guess. Docs. 
Ooh, I don't remember seeing Ranveer's docs at all. <laughs> it's a hard one because we didn't really look at the docs. We, yeah, we didn't look at the docs at all, which is hilarious because usually when we look at a tool, we look at the docs. Um, Judith looked at Jean's. I mean, there is a lot of documentation. I know that right. for sure. I mean, the, uh, the YouTube tutorial was... The thing is, that's the funny thing about docs is when they're great, you don't notice them, you know? Exactly, which so, means a 10 on 10, right? Yeah, I'm going to give it... I mean, I'm going to give it a 10 on 10. Just, is that weird? No, the, I don't think it's the really video was amazing. Yeah, the video is amazing. Jean is amazing. Chris Paul and Alejandro and everybody who works at Runway are amazing. So, 10 on 10 on docs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. 10 for 10 on Really? <laughs> yeah. It was so fun watching, waiting, like to be uh, classified as a cowboy hat. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. The fun part on Runway is definitely 10 on 10. The fun part on PyTorch is like a 2 on 10. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Like, also, you don't, the output is so not interesting. And Runway has like instant gratification. Also, it does this thing where you like export the asset and it'll email it to you. So like you're kind of waiting and the wait is also exciting. I mean, that's just... They, I don't think they meant it to be exciting, but it just happened to make it exciting for me. Um, yeah, 10 on 10 on fun. Heat. Oh my God. So machine learning is hot, of course. Runway, however, not that hot in the sense that if it was on your resume, if you added it to like, oh, I know how to use Runway, that it wouldn't, you wouldn't, catch any eyes however pytorch on your resume would be really really hot so runway on heat i would give it like a six or a seven on ten as an engineer it's not that hot but if you know pytorch or tensorflow that's way too hot uh, what do you think judith yeah I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing i'm going to meet you on the seven for mm-hmm. runway if you're an engineer it's definitely, you're not going to get a job because you know how to use a model because yeah. you can put an image into a model and get something else out of it. You might get a job if you can train the model in Runway. Better if you can create the model in Tensor or in, what's the other one? PyTorch. Yeah. Um, but what is cool, definitely as a designer, I think it's hot, more hot. And also in general, because it's in the machine learning sphere, I think that bumps it up too. So I'm meeting you on the seven. Nice. Performance and utility. That's a new... Oh, yeah. So basically, this is an interesting, this is kind of self-loathing engineering metric because <laughs> that's, I think, what most engineers think about when they um, talk about technologies or when they're, when they're writing technologies, they're thinking about, like, how useful is it and how is the performance. That's somehow not a metric that we've come up with, I think, because we're more experimenting with things, less like, I think when it came to, for example, the store episode and we were analyzing payment processors, I mean, we, th- we wanted ease of use. We wanted something. I don't know if we talked about in those terms. But anyways, I think we should just talk about it. Let's, let's experiment with it as a metric. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so performance of runway, like, or utility of, because those two are like, two different things. Oh, I think we should have a metric something in this genre of like, okay. practical, something practical. Right. Like how practical is it? Maybe, I don't know. I'm not, I, that's why it's a question. It's, in the notes, it says performance question mark, utility question mark, because <laughs> I'm, I want to open up the conversation for a new metric think do you think performance and utility should be another metric we should add to our tldr ratings let us know but for now i think uh, i if i had to rate runway with performance and utility with utility i would give it like a nine on ten depending on again who you are because uh, it does the job and it's like straight to the point 
like you need something you put it in there you get it out so you don't have to learn a bunch of code you don't have to understand all the neural networks and deep learning and nlp and all the unnecessary jargon much necessary if you're someone else but like you don't need to lo- know all of the things uh performance wise i think runway actually does pretty good job getting things done again which is interesting because running a model on the web is not that i i didn't expect it to be that fast i was expecting it us to wait for like 20 minutes and things were just the output was coming pretty quick so performance wise runway scores well again i would give it like an 8 on 10 um what do you think yeah i was thinking 8 on 10 too especially with your explanation my concern it kind of, i think this the problem with this metric is it's so contextual yeah because you're all, you can only really rate it based on your needs so we don't really exactly. have needs for it so i'm thinking like i'm tr- i think that my use cases i'm thinking for is there's one is like exporting a one time asset like i want to make a commercial i want to make an asset one time i think this would have a high utility Yeah. Um, I would give it an eight, but I'm also imagining it sort of like in a web application pipeline. Oh, so for example, like I have a library of, like I have, I'm a web application. I have a library of data. I want to continually have a process where I'm running my data and sort of um, exporting an asset that my users can use. That's like refreshed. I don't know how that sort of pipeline would work in mm-hmm. this environment. Like I don't see it. like that I would give it more of a lower performance utility or maybe just a lower ease of use cuz yeah so basically it's contextual um from creating a one time asset I would give it like a 7 or 8 yeah i was giving it to 7 or 8 based on the fact that we did a one time asset like okay <laughs> cuz the the other end You're of right. it is we haven't even tried the custom models part so like we there's there's literally nothing that i can rate on because i don't have any experience in it how was it took with 2 hours of pytorch got us very very little or not very far yeah um like one step <laughs> and um uh, 10 10 minutes with runway you can really have an asset so i would say 10 minutes investment in runway you can have a sort of mental model for machine learning and export some interesting assets yeah it's a very helpful tool to wrap your hand, head around what machine learning is and get started with that conclusion would you recommend it So I think we should talk would you recommend I think we could be more general here like what would we recommend not just r- runway but also machine learning and other tools mm. um so I, there, yeah go ahead no so my my mental model of like getting myself into machine learning is like one try out runway because it's such an easy entry then the next step would we do mach- ml5.js which is like an easy uh easier library which is built on top of tensorflow.js and also we are more javascripty engineers so that's easier than like a python library and then once you're done, like happy with ml5 then you go into tensorflow.js and then when you're happy with tensorflow.js you go into tensorflow and then when you're happy with tensorflow you go into pytorch because pytorch to me seems like the motherland what is this word that i keep using i don't even know what it means <laughs> motherlord is that i think what- you're conf- you're like conflating motherload and motherland <laughs> and mother lord which i've never heard <laughs> i like mother lord pytorch can be the mother lord of, of i love mother lord that's my new word <laughs> okay what's your okay that, so that's basically your that was your recommendation for the sort of um hierarchy of machine yeah. learning tools 
Um, yeah, I agree with that completely. I, I didn't even think about ML5.js, but I haven't even looked at that yet. Oh, also I wanted to mention that literally like two days ago, there was some thread that you forwarded to me oh, where yeah. someone mentioned PyTorch Lightning. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing or if they were just saying a phrase. Like, <laughs> like I want to Google I clicked it. on it. I clicked oh. on it. And it basically, it had like the friendly, doc- it was like, just pip, pip install PyTorch. Like, it was much more friendly looking than the PyTorch nice. Motherlord. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like, an, I think this is an abstraction on PyTorch, mm-hmm. but it seems friendly. So I would definitely, if you're looking for abstraction, but want to get into PyTorch, I would check out PyTorch Lightning. Hmm but we haven't tried it. So we can't really say if it's good or not, but it has um, like the, the color scheme of like abstracted libraries. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it has emojis. like a flat design. Yeah. It just feels <laughs> the aesthetic of abstraction. Yeah. Um, it, I think it says a lot when a library like makes it easy. Like, you know, they take like two extra seconds to put an emoji somewhere to make you feel welcome. Yeah. Someone works on the landing page. Yeah. Like, so, they put resources yeah. towards that. Yeah. Definitely. PyTorch is more of a, we are an adult library. We don't want kids around here. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. It has that like engineering culture of like, it feels very gatekeeper-y. Like you, yeah. One thing, oh, I wanted to mention, this is side of more high level about machine learning in general. Like what I recommend looking into machine learning. And I think the reason I originally was not that interested in it is because it's such a low accuracy you know, it's not, it's really an emerging slash, it could even be considered bleeding edge. Mm-hmm. What, would you, what would you consider? Bleeding well, edge or I cutting forgot edge? the definition. Oh, of so bleeding, edge. bleeding, this is actually a definition that Rashali taught me, which is No, funny. Mitru taught me that. So oh, it's okay. like, yeah. Oh, well, bleeding edge is basically where it's so new that it's like, doesn't work. You know, it's, right, so, right, there's right. so many errors. It's, it's really not useful yet, but it has a lot of potential. And then cutting edge is more, you know, supported and. I think almost, it's cutting almost, edge. It's definitely really? affecting edge. I don't know how long machine learning has been around or what. It's been around using it. for a while now and people are using it everywhere. Like okay. Netflix uses it, Amazon uses it. Like everybody uses it. It's just you and I don't know how to use it. So we <laughs> don't know how much it is right. used. We're new to it. Yeah. So my point with it was that like considering that it's not that it, I guess it's already cutting edge, not bleeding edge. Um, the accuracy was still, I mean, also depends on how good these models are because we were using a library of models that people, that users have been creating. So there's no guarantee. Yeah, today Facebook recommended this really great fashion designer mm-hmm. that I really liked and it was like very high end and I was like flattered by the recommendation. <laughs> um, so that's funny. YouTube keeps recommending my cousin's video to me and it's like a 10 second video where he's just like goofing around in an empty office. And I'm like, why are you recommending that to me? It's, it's such a random thing to recommend. It'd be cool if they told you why they recommended it. Yes. We need algorithms that tell you what they are doing to you. If we, if we do a machine learning one, we would, we would be transparent. Why we yeah. Maybe try. Maybe it's really hard to do that. Yeah. But that would be funding to make. Yeah. We would make uh, the algorithm explain itself. So to actually answer the question, I would definitely recommend Runway. If you've never, if it's hard for you to understand what machine learning is, I would recommend putting 10 minutes into playing with their workspace, they call it. But in terms of actual machine learning, do I recommend it to society? I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess they're already doing it. They don't need my recommendation. But I'm, yeah. I guess my point is that it's the accuracy is, uh, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about machine learning in general. It okay. seems cool. Um, I like the, the sort of trend I've been seeing in tech, which is sort of you use technology to assist you, but there's still sort of a human doing the last check. Like it's not that the robots aren't making the final call. 
They're just yeah. sort of gathering information and then making recommendations to the humans. And then the human is like, okay, this is actually the criminal or this is actually, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want robots deciding who the criminals are. Overall, do we recommend it? I, I recommend Runway. Yeah. I recommend Runway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically, we got a little bit anxi- We tried PyTorch for two hours. We got a little bit anxious that it was harder than we expected. We wanted to do Runway, but we also weren't 100% sure that was the right tool. So we created a poll for our friends to tell us what they wanted us to study. Should it be Runway? Should it be PyTorch? Should it be TensorFlow? We should have also done like an other option. Anyway, so then we kind of got across the board. We got, I think, four Runway, yeah. two PyTorch, and one TensorFlow. Yeah. So then I decided to ask everyone, like, hey, why do you prefer each library? And do you have any other machine learning questions? So Bonnie wrote in and she was like, she just wants to know what machine learning is in general. And Renata wrote in and she was like, what is the potential for collaborating between designers and developers? Now, I don't know. Do you have an answer for any of these two questions? I think we answered the first one. Yeah, I feel like I have a decent idea now of what machine learning is. I can have a conversation about it. So, Bonnie, hopefully, let us know if we didn't answer some questions. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Renata, um, oh, I do think that Runway, if I was going to choose a tool for designers and developers to collaborate, it would definitely be Runway. There is potential, but yeah. there's no defined path yet. It's not like, oh, here's a great way to collaborate. It's like you, you get on a Zoom, you both open up the workspace or something, and you can play around with it. I think that's the potential. But there's no, like, I haven't seen a great example yet. Like, okay, here's how you collaborate with your designer. Here's how you collaborate with your engineer. And then Mathura asked, how quick would it be to make something for a client? Like the Adidas example that Runway has on its page. And sorry, Mathura, we didn't try out (laughs) the custom model building. I think you could sell the client based on the existing models and show them what's possible. And then... I think I would charge a lot to do a custom model just because I don't know what it is or, you know, look into a, look into a professional that has runway on their uh, resume. Yeah. And I think the difference is also like the use case of the model, like uh, the, with, with the Adidas example, it was like a use and throw one thing and it's out. Whereas imagine like a, implementing like an Amazon sort of, you know, predict what recommendations algorithm is like a more, long-term thing which like learns as it goes like the use case is completely like out of uh, very like very very different uh, and the spectrum of time consumption would be very different accordingly i think if you're looking for aesthetic inspiration this is a great tool because it, it will surprise you and it's goes in a different direction and it's kind of a great combination of tech and design but if you're looking for something that's practical like you want to be able to throw in some data in there and actually like figure out what it is. You know, I wouldn't, I would say that's much more challenging and still there's a lot of room, especially with runway. Like I don't think it's quite there yet where you could have a prediction that's really useful, but if you're looking for more of an aesthetic inspiration, I think there is potential there. So the last two questions sent in by Harsh and Lola. Harsh says, how easy is it to pick up neural networks and traditional machine learning algorithms? Mm, hard very hard especially when you don't even know what a tensor is or what a neural network is like you know it's it's a steep learning curve in my opinion what what do you think same i think there's a lot of foundational concepts that i have no that i don't know like i think there's at least five foundational concepts you have to understand before you can just pick up pytorch so i think harsh is closer than we are because he does data science yeah yeah and we're not really data scientists so I think he, it'll be easier for him than it is for us, but I think the question is 
how many of the foundational concepts do you know? And we know a few of them, so it's hard. Lola was asking, how much has Runway improved in their ease of use since they started? Because Lola went to the same grad program as me, and we both didn't use Runway for a long time. Like, we used it in the beginning, and this is like a year or two years into it. So Lola, they've improved a lot. They are awesome. They were always awesome, but right now they are super fast and they're on the web. They're also on the desktop version and it was way faster than I was expecting it to be. I have nothing to compare it to, but I, I thought it was, it was definitely, my comparison is after two, two hours of trying to understand PyTorch, yeah. I was really happy with how easy it was. Um, and my other thing was that these questions were really interesting and thank you for asking them. Yeah, thanks for sending in the questions and if, if anybody has answers, let us know. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in Brooklyn. Technical details and more at hotelnew.tech. Yeah. Okay, we're done. Bye-bye, cutie. <laughs>